Brothers and sisters, I think it's fair to say that everyone wants to be generous. All of us have a desire to give of ourselves, something deep within our hearts, actually. But many times we fail to act generously. Often we're not generous because we we fear the effects that generosity will have upon us. A lack of generosity, put another way, often derives from a fear of poverty. I want to be clear, brothers and sisters, from the outset, I am not only speaking about the fear of material poverty, which results in kind of a miserliness. We can refuse to be generous for fear of poverty in many different ways. For example, when we are afraid of what people will think of us or how they might interpret our actions and that keeps us from generously serving another person or saying a generous word to someone. Or perhaps we're scared of losing honor in the estimation of others. So we don't take the step that we know would be the most charitable or the most generous thing. We can refuse to be generous because we're afraid of making a mistake, being misinterpreted. We can refuse to be generous in giving someone the benefit of the doubt because we fear the poverty of being taken advantage of. We often fear, brothers and sisters, that we will not have enough if we give, if we really give. We fear that our generosity might be our ruin. We fear not having enough for ourselves, mostly because we fear that if we don't have enough, then we will be unhappy, or those that we love will be unhappy. Now, I want to be clear again. That sort of calculus, right? that sort of thinking, it does have a place in our lives. Amongst the material goods of the world, um, we do need things in our lives. You need food. You need water. I need food and water. Not too much food, of course. Um, but uh, And if I give or spend this money, then I don't have it. And I won't be able to do something with it in the future. Likewise, we only have a finite amount of time to give. We have obligations in justice to do certain things that take up much of our time each day, to work, to take care of our families, to do all of the things that are necessary in justice and in charity towards other people. But that brings up a question in my mind that I think is the the key question when we talk about how are we to be generous. We have to decide to do things or to not, right? We have to decide to give or to not give. So how do we decide which goods, which good actions we will choose among many different ones that present themselves to us? We need prudence, brothers and sisters, to make decisions about the best way to be generous. Prudence is the virtue directed towards the choosing of the means Uh, towards the ends of happiness. Its principal acts are to seek counsel, so we ask people 
for help to make decisions, to judge, and then to decide. And when many different opportunities, there's a lot of different good things that we could do, there's a lot of ways that we can uh, give of ourselves, give of our time, give of our talent, give of our treasure, the prudent person judges according to the standard of reason. What he or, he or she should or should not do in this situation right now. It's a practical thing. It's a practical step. A prudent person says, I'm going to do this or not do this in order to go towards this end. And this is the natural way that we act, or it should be. If we were free from original sin, we would have that by uh, very definition. Now, it's hard to be prudent. We have to acquire that virtue. That's why we teach our kids, don't spend all of your money in one place, right? Or don't uh, give all your time in this one thing. Or, hey, you better pay attention that you have an assignment due on next Tuesday and you should start working on that, you know, uh, the Friday before, right? We have to learn how to be prudent by imitating prudent people. But here's the thing, brothers and sisters. For us as Christians, prudence has to take on a new form. See, prudence no longer has merely reason as its end, but reason in light of an eternal perspective. We are not made, brothers and sisters, for merely natural flourishing, but eternity in heaven. Our goal is not merely a good life free from poverty, as was Aristotle's goal, which is not to be despised, brothers and sisters. There's nothing wrong with desiring flourishing on a natural level. But we're made for more. We're made for communion with God. And thus, for us, another sort of calculation has to come in to play for us as Christians. It's what St. John Paul the Great called the law of the gift. The truth that the more I give myself away, the more I understand and discover my real purpose and the meaning of my life. And this, brothers and sisters, is what the Lord desires to teach us in the parable today. The wise and the prudent virgins stored up treasure which was worth something in keeping vigil for the bridegroom. Christian prudence they're called the prudent virgins, considers a different measure. Growth in charity becomes its end rather than merely living well according to human estimation. And this is because in the end, brothers and sisters, as we get towards the end of the liturgical year, the, the church is pointing us, making us think about the end. In the end, all the material stuff will fall away. The material has a place, but it's not, any, it's not everything. In the end, material things, even kind of those immaterial things that we grasp after honor, prestige, all the things we fear losing in this world, they will evaporate. The things themselves will not matter of themselves, but only how we use them.
or failed to use them in service to their much more excellent end in in light of our Christian vocation, charity towards God and our neighbor. In the twilight of our life, says St. John of the Cross, we will be judged by our love. The parable today invites us to take a long, hard look at our lives in light of the long game. The oil in the lamps of the wise ones is charity. Charity which gives human prudence that new measure. It has to be received from the Lord individually. And we cooperate with the Lord's gift of charity by exercising it. We want to have lamps full of oil at the end of our lives. But what, brothers and sisters, is the investment which will reap such a large dividend in the future? How can we use the good of the earth, the goods of the earth, the gifts that we've been given in order to grow in charity? No one is accepted from asking those questions. Whether you're young, whether you're old, all of us, we have to ask that question. This is what it means to go and keep watch in that blessed delay which the Lord has given us between His ascension and His coming in judgment. See, unlike normal oil, brothers and sisters, the more the oil of charity burns within our hearts, the more it enlightens us, the greater supply we will encounter. The more we exercise charity, the more we burn the lamp, the more we trim the wick, the greater our capacity will become for God until we burn with love for Him and for our neighbor. Young and old, poor and rich, single, married, priest, religious, we will all, at the end of our life, render an account to the Lord of our stewardship. Brothers and sisters, what is the Lord calling you to do? What, in what way is He calling you to be generous? It's in that context of a life of stewardship, of generosity, that this week, on behalf of Bishop Joe and Father Daniel, I'm asking you to make a prudential decision informed by charity. How much are you able to give to the Catholic Services Appeal? See, this is not inconsequential to our lives. Now, I'm not saying you have to give a lot or a little. I'm asking you to exercise that virtue which you have received by your baptism to consider What is the Lord calling you to do in light of eternity? See, I could explain a lot of different things that the Catholic Services Appeal does, right? Like I'm a product of it in our diocese. But fundamentally, I'm not asking you to give money to help the diocese because of those things, right? Though it's noble and worthy to give uh, because those things are essential in the church, the formation of priests is essential. Rather, I'm asking you to give to consider the spiritual implications of giving. The generosity to which God calls us 
is not a quid pro quo arrangement. It's not a this for that kind of thing. The stewardship uh, that you have or that you're called to, you don't give because you're going to get something out of it. That's called a business. And the church is not a business. You're called to give, brothers and sisters, because you recognize that you have already received everything in Christ. You might say to me, I have nothing to spare. Brothers and sisters, that's patently false. The proof is in this. God doesn't need you, but you exist. And that means that the only reason that you're exist of for your existence is the fact that he loves you. Your existence, whoever you are, is God's gift to you. You can give yourself. God doesn't need anything from you. He wants to provide you with everything. And indeed, if you are disposed to receive, you will receive all you need. Let me be clear once more in that statement. Does that mean that you'll receive money, riches, fame, wealth, or honor? Absolutely not. But the example of the saints should suffice to show that none of these is absolutely essential for you. Perhaps God will grant you or has granted you some of these goods, but perhaps not. There are saints of great wealth and there are saints who have nothing. We see God's providence through these things sometimes, but it is much bigger and broader than any earthly honor or accomplishment. Our hope is in God alone. We hope. We long to see his face in the light, or in, as that psalmist say, our souls thirst for his presence. And he wishes to give if we will receive nothing of, other than himself. He gives us everything, and it's from gratitude for that abundance that it naturally follows that we're called to give. Brothers and sisters, there are pledge cards available for you to fill out and drop in the basket today. I would ask that you please take a few moments to prayerfully discern what you can give. And even if you can't give monetarily, let me be really clear about this, please take a pledge card, fill out your information, and say, I'm praying for you, Bishop Joe. I know that that means a lot to him. And um, that's the type of generosity we're called to have as Christians. Thank you for your generosity, whatever you can give. And if you've already filled out a card or made a pledge or a donation in another way, thank you so much on behalf of Bishop Joe and Father Daniel. Let us look for the opportunities, brothers and sisters, and have no fear, for in the measure that we give, we will receive everything from the Lord.